Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Previously on Quantum Kickflip. The annual Town Day celebration. There are rides, games, vendors, and performances. I've been roped into <sighs> helping my mom at the doorways booth. <laughs> well, I'm meeting up with Juniper there. I'm hoping to like uh, show her some rides. There's sort of a shimmering, transparent reflection in front of you. And before you can react, it comes barreling towards you, but it doesn't make contact. Instead, it passes straight through you. Nick, you've seen it somewhere before. You can't stick with anything longer than nine weeks. That's what was said to me. And it kind of made me feel like, I don't know, I guess I couldn't do anything right. One of the passersby catches your eye. You could swear that this was one of the guards from the rescue facility that you infiltrated. Please say you can perform. Everyone's been canceling and we have no entertainment and I'm not sure what to do. This generator is super loud. All right. Hey there, Hillview. What? Is it okay if I try to repair your ride or make it go? You were able to wire it up too well. You're you're giving it more power than it uh, needs or has use for. Uh, And this Mm -hmm. ride starts to get uncomfortably fast. Juniper's next to you, and I think she's just clutching that safety bar and looking straight ahead. Just if you see anything, you or any of your little friends here, you let us know. Okay, you call us right away. Don't try to deal with this yourselves. I think you see those same kids from earlier that, like, flipped you off. And as you return to the doorways booth, it has been just fully terrorized and vandalized. Before it crosses over, a stray bolt from Angus's Negare makes contact with the creature, and you all feel a sort of jolt, a lurch, and your stomach drops. You find yourselves back on the road outside of town. What? Welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. I am Robin, I'm your Slug Master, and with me are five of my best and most hilarious friends in the whole wide world, and they are going to introduce themselves in the order of how many different types of job you've had, most to least. I think that maybe it's me, Michael Vetch, who's here playing the Smarts Playbook by way of a character named Nick Lowe who has only had one job, which is working at the Video Hut. Oh yeah, he does work there, doesn't he? Yeah. We haven't checked in on that in a while. Are you sure he still works there? Oh Maybe yeah. he's been fired. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. That's where he gets all of his movies. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Liam. I've had uh, many jobs just by way of being old and unemployable. Uh, <laughs> uh, I play Lake Marsden. She is the heart playbook. Uh, she hit, wields the reality cannon, and she's uh, having yeah great day at the fair. It's been a, it's been a thrilling town day. Uh, certainly a memorable one. Uh, what up, everybody? My name is Lena Anderson. Uh, and I am playing Angus Franklin. He is the Guts playbook with the skip mode runners. And he's all high strung because he's worried he's going to get kicked out of school or something. Who knows? Dave, it's got to be you. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I, I just was having a hard time counting it because I'm like, really, despite all these industries I've worked in, uh, I, I count all of my work as me working for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, like, it's all one <laughs> industry to me. Uh, <laughs> the industry of salvation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess Glenna has to go. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, Glenna, you're up. Hi. Uh, my name is Glenna Showalter. 
I am playing Elliot Buchanan, who is the chill playbook. Uh, she tried to have her first performance worth in her new band, and it didn't go so well. She's sad about it. Uh, yeah, and I'm David Ray. Uh, I'm playing Chester Capone with the Grit playbook. And Chester just tried to have a nice kind of like sort of date uh, with <gasps> Juniper Jenkins, and it did not go well. What? Uh-oh. Whoa! And as I mentioned, I'm uh, I'm Robin. I'm your your host and your slugmaster, and I've worked every job, every industry. I've done them all. Name a job, <laughs> I've worked it, except for the industry of salvation. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm particularly and and exclusively interested in sin. Um, let's get this <laughs> game going. Uh, last time around, you guys had uh, had quite the time. It was uh, the annual Town Day celebration, the Town Day Festival, uh, which is a local Hillview uh, sort of Harvest Fest, uh, end of fall, beginning of winter, kind of a, a changing of the seasons festival. It's just an excuse to celebrate, I think. Um, and you guys were all, you, you all had kind of your own goals for going there, and they all kind of went not great for you. Elliot's band was going to debut, as was mentioned. Uh, that didn't go great because there was a, a blackout and a power outage. You weren't able to get the, the juice you needed. Uh, Lake was supposed to work a, a doorways booth that ended up getting uh, horrendously vandalized. Um Angus was was just there for moral support with uh, Lake, but between existential crises and undercover rescue agents, you were having quite the time. Uh, Chester, as you said, you were on on a pseudo date there. I, I think it's the first time we've called it a date, but but apparently that's what it was. Uh, mm. That didn't go great for Juniper specifically. Uh, and finally, Nick, you didn't have a, a specific mission there. Um, he just wanted to hang out with his friends. Yeah, and trouble found you regardless as a uh, some sort of anomaly or creature that you've uh, led into the plane of Null via overclocking your Negatana several adventures ago has, uh, has finally caught up with you guys um, and seems to be causing some sort of shenanigans because as all of these sort of negative things uh, came to pass... Just as you were about to maybe drive it through the portal back to where it came from, time looped on itself and you guys found yourself back at the start of the day. Uh, and that's kind of where we left things there. Also, can we talk about how, as we were painting the scene of Town Day, Nick, you talked about them having a ground, a reverse Groundhog Day festival? Yeah. Which is wild because you didn't know. Like, I had yeah. no idea. That was... <laughs> I want to clarify for our listeners that that you just also, happened organically. You also made a Deja Vu reference and again, no clue. <laughs> yes. Wait, it was like a I, Matrix thing, oh right? My about how God, Deja Vu is yeah. always, always trouble. Like you <laughs> you knew inherently somehow. <laughs> He's the smart. The whole game, I was just like, how did Nick figure it out? How did how did Michael like did he hack his way into my dock? How does he know my plans? <laughs> oh man, that uh, that threw That's me for a That's the main industry out. I've worked in is espionage. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, I see. It all comes together now. Anyway, so that's where we left things. You guys had just found yourselves <laughs> freshly back on the road outside of town as a, uh, a minor traffic accident is is going down. Uh, are we ready to get back in it, into it, gang? Are we ready to play some Slug Blaster? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is a, this is a thing I do. Sure, <laughs> this is tradition now. Um, then I transport you all to the plane of Null. So yeah, you guys find yourselves back out on uh, on the road outside of town, and, and like I say, you, you hear the collision once again, just like it happened last time, and you look up and see that the traffic light is out. In the background, you can hear, 
What do you think you did? You came out of nowhere just now. And then the response of no, I clearly had the right of way. It was you that came out of nowhere. And that carries on in the background. Um, but we're not interested in them. We're interested in weird gravity. What are you guys doing? Nick drops his Hawkins cheesies. <laughs> oh yeah, you get all your snacks back. Yeah, I was gonna say I was about to ask, is this pre or post snack? Um, but it's by the sounds of it, this is post snack. Uh, like you st- you have whatever snacks you had at that moment the first go around. But did had we gone into the corner shop and and come out? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, that was my just time time clarification. Absolutely. You made a little joke, but I am actually a little bit interested uh, in the collision with Patterchuck and Scottsdale. They're saying the exact same thing that they said the first time. They are, yeah. Okay. Uh, Angus looks at Lake immediately. Uh, Lake just looks back at Angus, and it's like. I think she also has sort of pieced this together and she's waiting to see if you do something different. <laughs> so, so for a few seconds, they just stare at each other, like waiting yeah. for the other person to do something. And I guess it would be the act of having like a one minute staring contest that we realize we're both. Okay, so obviously we're not we're not in the loop either. Yeah, like you each hold up your right hand in a <laughs> reflection of each other. And they're like, wait, no, hang on. Oh, uh. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I must have zoned out for a little while. I, I was, like, thinking about going to the carnival and how that was going to be just a mess, and I guess... Well, I guess we should probably head out out, out there, hey? <laughs> no, Chester, it, we, we went to the carnival, and and it was a mess. How did we... We're back in the, in, in the intersection, and, the, and I, I, my, my, I was swinging the sword, and the, the, the portal on stage, I, I dropped my cheesies, and... Uh, uh, oh, wait, uh, wait, so that did happen? Oh, we're like in some sort of uh, uh, temporal merry-go-round then. Um, oh man, that means we could pro- we could probably do things better this time. Elliot, I have a question. Oh, okay. Is temporal merry-go-round a band? Where have I heard that before? Oh yeah, they have like one single, but uh, sweet. You know, I'm impressed that you've heard of them. Chester, why would you want to do something again? We clearly need to stop this from happening. Oh, well, I mean, we can just do the same thing, but we'll do it better. I mean, you don't want to keep doing the same thing again and again. Like Graham Capone always says, whoever is flushing a uh, paper towel down the toilet, you need to stop because it's plugging up the pipes. And uh, <laughs> I, really ne- I really never got that one. I couldn't really follow the <laughs> metaphor, but it seems to me that if we we should just do something different, put other things down the toilet, you know? Yeah, yeah, she like... <laughs> Lake's eyes light up and, and was because she was last thing she had was stress about that uh, doorways display getting vandalized. She's like, oh, I, I can I can make sure that the that I don't abandon my post and get the, the doorways thing confused. And we can we can tell the, the agent when we see that guy. This is probably what he was worried about. Whoa, 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 whoa. You talk to the agent. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, uh, what was this? I have his card. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting detail. No, you don't. Yeah, she goes to pat like her her overalls, and she's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have his card, and and also don't remember his name because he gave <laughs> me the card, so I didn't think I needed to." But but I know he's around. Yeah, I talked to him, and he said he was he for us to stay out and not get involved. Uh, so I think the obvious thing to do here is go find him. Let's let's get let's get this taken care of by by very much being involved. Sure, 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 sure. The crew that broke into the rescue facility is gonna go up and be like, "Hey, it's us. We messed up your whole deal. We need your help now. Seriously." But he's he. This is what he was looking for. We can like help him f- figure it out. He, he he talked to me. He just told me to stay away. He he. Well, he was. He did say he knew who we were. 
but he like he didn't seem mad about it. I I, I think Angus is like gesticulating, him, like, can you, are you hearing yourself right now? But I just I, this is just might be a little above our our field of expertise. Is all I'm saying. We uh, we, we, we can we've blasted stuff like this before in the past. This is our mess. We can clean it up. Okay. Does this mean I get to play my song again? Because it it I really want people to hear it. Well, why didn't you play it? Oh, I played it. It just, I, it was a generator and it was loud and the, no one was making the drums so we couldn't control the fill and it was just a bad time. Oh, you know what I was supposed to do? I bet instead of powering that uh, ride and make it go haywire, I should have probably just powered uh, your speakers and everything like that, you know? Maybe that's what we were supposed to do. Yeah, and and maybe we were, I was supposed to stay at the booth so the guy could come talk to me. So there's like a, a pre-written script in which we perform everything to perfection? No. <laughs> and Angus is... This whole time, Angus has been looking a little bit surprised and frustrated. He's like, what we need to do is stop the anomaly. Why do you all think you're you're... This isn't a script. This isn't a game. This is this is a monster that we need to take care of. Okay, but like I really want to play my song. <laughs> and I really don't want to let my mom down and get in trouble. This is our shot to just get it right. Okay, not then make I guess it worse. It's just you and me, Nick. Uh this whole time Nick has been sort of like squatted down with his like feet flat on the ground, full like full squatted arms around his front legs, just kind of using his other hand to poke at the Cheetos on the ground. <laughs> Huh? What? What? We're going after it again, right? You really think we can do anything differently? I mean, I brought that thing in here and and it's trapped us in a time loop. Well, we're stuck in a time loop. It's just like Majora's Mask. We're in the most dark entry of our series yet to date. (laughs) What do you mean, loop? Oh. And it it starts to click that, like, yeah, this this isn't just a second second chance. It might be a an anomaly. Well, either way, we clearly got to go to the carnival, right? Like, I mean, if that's where you saw the monster anyways, we need to at least head that direction. And I got to, like, make sure the monster doesn't get Juniper. Otherwise, oh boy, she's going to be really upset if she was both in trapped in a ride and then attacked by a monster. You were with Juniper? I wonder where she is. We should find out if she recognizes the loop or not, or if anyone else in town for that matter. Oh, that's a good point. All right. I'm going to go find Juniper. <laughs> and, and then I, I start engaging uh, the my midsoles to, to uh, skate off towards uh, the carnival. Yeah, so Chester takes off uh, gliding down the road. Um, do, do you all follow him or does anyone follow him? Elliot will follow. Uh, I think Lake is now now torn because like wants to go help Angus, but she's like, I... I feel like I sort of she can't shake this like getting a second chance thing. Um, does doesn't like making mistakes, uh, like Marsden. So sorry, Angus, and like kicks away and goes to check in at the doorways booth. All right, Nick and Angus. <sighs> there was a generator last time. Is there another way that we can find a power source to draw it to us? It seemed to work. We can do it again. I wonder if. Hmm. Is there, sorry, this was tied to the, was it the rec center or the call, the 
like a hockey rink. What was it outside of the high school? Uh, I believe it was the rec center. Um, but in my brain, like the rec center is probably where the hockey rink would be. Mm-hmm. And also is probably not that far from the school. Like all, all of that, I would say, I mean, as far as Hillview is concerned, everything's not that far apart. Um, but specifically these, like, yeah, I would, I would say the, the rec center in the school. Um, if it's anything like uh, Chetwin, British Columbia, which it absolutely is, because that's <laughs> what I'm my reference point. They're, they're pretty close. I wonder if there's any sort of transformer or other power box that connects up to the rec center. Maybe we could set something up there instead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And Angus goes. Uh, Nick follows. All right. Uh, so our party has has split. Uh, three of you on your way over to the festival. The other two going to scope out and see if you can find another source of power. I think I want to catch up with those headed towards the festival first. Chester, you uh, you took off at a, at a bit of a head start there, so we're going to go to you first. Do you, you're heading straight for uh, for where you last found uh, a juniper there? Yes. Yeah. So you come skating up to the snow cone machine, uh, just like last time. Uh, and just like last time, Juniper turns and is a little startled to see you and says, Oh, uh, Chester, hi. Sorry, I'm, I'm early. I didn't expect you to also be early, which makes it really clear how early I am. And that's a little <laughs> embarrassing. But I, just, I, I don't like being late for things. It gives me a lot of anxiety. So I just I, I tend to come to things about... An hour before I'm supposed to be there. I, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Um, but but first of all, uh, before before we begin, let's get our snow cones. But this time, I'm gonna try purple flavor, and and this will be different. And uh, oh uh, right right right. Um, uh, Juniper, I I'm just wondering. Um, is this like the first time you've met me here? At the, at I mean, the stand, I, I met you back in school in in science class. I, I mean, I knew about you before, but we really only talked when we got partnered up. What? What? Why? Okay. Um. Well, this is not something I'm very familiar with. You, and I know you're really smart, so maybe you know something about this. But are you familiar with, uh, you know, uh, temporal merry-go-rounds? <laughs> temporal merry-go like a like a time. Loop? Circle, oh yeah, loop. That'd be another way of saying it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm familiar with sort of the the concept. I, I mean, it's it's not like it's it's fiction. It's not a real thing, but it, it crops up in in movies and TV. What? Why? What? A... Well, okay. I don't want to alarm you, Annie, but I think I might be in a time loop, and. Uh, and I'm maybe wondering if you, you have some ideas. Like, I, I've already been here. And we went on the zipper, and I convinced you to go, and it did not turn out well, and I am so sorry. I, I don't have to apologize for that, because that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm, while you're bringing up rides, I, I, I did want to mention that I'm, I'm really not feeling very up for going on the rides, Chester. I know you really want to, and you think that I'll have a good time, but I just, I don't know. I think you're right. You know what? We won't go on any rides. Okay. I, I was thinking maybe we could go uh, listen to uh, Elliot's band. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Um, I guess we better wait for your snow cone. 
Um, and the guy turns around and, and hands you once again a paper cone filled with water and just kind of shrugs and is like, oh. it's purple water this time though, so it is different. <laughs> it is different. I'm already making a difference. <laughs> so what was all this about a about a loop? You're, you you think you're caught in some sort of time time travel? Yeah, I think something went haywire at the at the one street light, and uh, that's where I went back to. I looped back to it. I yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean that this all sounds a little a little out there to me, but also a lot of the things you talk about sound a little out there to me. I'm still not sure what you were you were last week. You were going on about like a a black mold monster. And then before that, it was, it was a hexapus. Like I, I kind of don't follow along with a lot of the slug blaster stuff. So maybe I just don't understand. You, you said you traveled back to the traffic light. I mean, if that's where you popped in, then I guess the, the big question is what, what happened right before that? Oh yeah. That that's when we first met that monster thing. <gasps> Angus and Nick were right. Maybe, maybe we got to find this monster. I I mean, not monster, like just a guy. Wait, there's a there's a monster. Chester, are we in no. danger? Do we need to leave? Well, I mean, the monster didn't do anything aside from put me into a time loop. That's all. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to be in a time loop. Actually, that's a good point. Like, I like your stories that you tell. They're they're really exciting, and and I like to hear about all the all the crazy things you do, and 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 talk about the the science behind it all. But I I don't want to like the, what makes them exciting is that they're in another plane of reality if if this stuff is happening here i'm i'm a little bit worried and i think it chester kind of realizes like his mistake of last time which was like making her putting her in a position that was like vulnerable and it went real bad so i'm like um yeah well juniper i i don't know what's going on with this thing so i think you're right maybe i just Need need to stay away until we figure this thing out. Um, I want you to be safe. So um, I don't know where it would be a really safe spot. Maybe the bouncy castle. That seems like a nice safe space. And I'll come and find you when when it's all taken care of. Wait, you're you're still gonna go after that thing? Well, I gotta fix it, Juniper. This is the kind of thing I you gotta do when you when your team needs help. You know. Oh. Okay, no, I, I understand. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll stay safe. Okay. And she, she heads off towards the the direction you indicated towards the bouncy castle, um, or or goes to head off. But but you can see a little bit of like, like in amongst the worry and the fear about all of this stuff that you've been talking about, there is a little hint of like disappointment as she realizes that she's she's not gonna get to spend the day with you like you had planned and. As much as she understands that you got bigger things going on, you, you pick up on that little bit of um, maybe with your your newfound perceptiveness yes. that you've uh, picked up lately, you just get that hint of like, oh, she was really looking forward to this. Um, but she she obliges and, and starts to head towards the bouncy castle. Chester just kind of like whispering to himself, just, oh, did I just ruin this time loop too? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We cut to Elliot. <laughs> Um, Elliot, you had uh, taken off after Chester, uh, and you were headed down towards the stage once again, I'm assuming? Yep. Um, so yeah, you, you, uh, make your way up, and, uh, as you approach, Michelle is standing there with Riku and says, yeah, it is really not fair that you can fit everything in a shoulder bag. That's, like, next time, can I throw my drums in there, please? Yeah, of course. 
You just gotta ask. Well, I, I don't know. Didn't realize it was an option. Anyway, did, did, did you see all of this uh, about the blackout? Like, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to play our set. Well, I think I've got a plan. And uh, she pulls out Lake's reality cannon because she was packing it. She was. That was established she in the was. first episode. You had it yep. in your bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riku kind of responds is like, whoa, uh, that's a gun. Why, why a gun? <laughs> Hang on, a gun? Why a gun? <laughs> no electricity? I'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't shoot the power back on, right? That's not how power works. Oh, but this is a reality cannon. Does that mean you can shoot the power back on? I don't know how this works. <laughs> that means that I can use the concept inverter to invert a target's adjective. So I can shoot Ooh. the power to switch it from powerless to powered on. Interesting offer. Okay. So I think this is uh, going to really put the reality cannon through its paces a little bit because I, I want to make it clear, like as much as, as it's slug blaster and it's, it's big and silly, it's also like, I, I like it when it's a little bit grounded and not just magic. So I think you can absolutely make this play, but it, like it will take some rolling and maybe uh, some, some uh, yeah, it, it, there's going to be an element of challenge to it and we'll see how this plays out. Um, but this is me talking as the GM. Riku and Michelle are like, yeah, I mean, that's the best plan that we've heard. We haven't, we haven't heard, we, we haven't got any ideas. I was just going to try and hit my drums quiet and she was going to try and pick her bass really loud. That doesn't sound like it would have worked. Um, yeah, uh, we'll give it a shot. You said shoot the power grid though. Like, isn't the power grid like somewhere outside the city or under the city? Like what, what exactly are you shooting? Um, and as that question hangs in the air, the organizer comes up and is like, oh, oh, good. Uh, you're here. And, and you, you were, um, let me check my list here. This is, um, Paula, Paula, the ape woman. Mm -hmm, That's right. Which one of you is, oh, it's a Led Zeppelin thing. I get it. Um, listen, (laughs) we don't have any power. That's not going to be a problem for you, is it? Not anymore. Oh, wonderful. You're the first band that said that. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Not anymore. Uh, I don't care. As long as you can perform, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, can you show me where all the where we're drawing our main power from, please? Uh, yeah, I mean we're just kind of running an extension cord from the external outlet, but again, it's it's not drawing any power at this point. But I, I can show you where the the PA system is set up and 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 where you guys are all going to be plugged into there. Uh, that would be excellent. Um, so yeah, she escorts you over to the stage, and yeah, there's a little like uh, the speakers there. I think we established that like some stuff is run through a board, and then there's amps. Um, but uh, but everything is currently sitting powerless there. I'm going to aim for, like, if there's a main out. Okay. Like, one that everything is hooked up to. I feel like if he can get power to the one main circuit, then it should power everything else on. Yeah. Let's, for the sake of convenience, let's say that, um, and, and this may not be the best practice, but it's a small town festival where people don't always know what they're doing. Let's say that everything's plugged into one power bar mm-hmm. that is then hooked up to that that. Uh, external uh, exterior outlet that was mentioned, like extension cord from the uh, uh, plug on the outside of the rec center leading over to the trailer, and then there's a power bar, and then everything is plugged into that one power bar. Cool. Um, So yeah, then you're attempting to use uh, Lake's Reality Cannon. I just need to get the right tab up here, uh, because it's not the chill, it's the heart where I need to look here. And specifically, you had referenced the concept inverter. Mm -hmm. Mark one boost and roll to invert a target's adjective. 
So there is already a bit of a cost to this. Yeah, you have to you have to mark a boost and you also have to roll. Yeah, I think we're going to do this. You can add whatever you're adding to it. Um, you can you can do all the normal things, but I, I think we'll we'll decide this with a roll and that'll determine how well this goes for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll I'll mark a boost on the reality cannons. Sorry, Liam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're, they're to be used. Okay, I'll mark a kick. I roll with two dice all the time, being the chill. And I think I want I want this to work because I've seen mm-hmm. what happens when it doesn't work. So, um, what is it? Is it take a dare? Is that the uh... yeah? Yes, I will mark one trouble, and I will add uh, another d6. All right, so you're adding. Uh, this, you're gonna be rolling a total of three dice then. Three dice. Yeah, and actually, before, as you get prepared to roll that, this is a good time for this to come in. I should have said this right on the top, but whatever, we're doing it now. The mechanic at play here, because you guys have gone back in time, um, and the, that begs the question, what happens to both the resources you burned and the style and the trouble that you earned? I mean, you got your Hawkins cheesies back. How does the rest of it work? Uh, and I agonized over this a little bit through the week, and I ultimately what I decided was, I think, like any other run, like you are experiencing this as a linear adventure, so you guys get mm-hmm. to keep all the style and trouble you earn, even though... Maybe the stylish thing you did, no one actually saw or will, no one will remember seeing. It lives on in your heart. Yeah. So you, you keep all your style, you keep all your trouble, but you also have the resources you burn are burned. And mm-hmm. they they don't come back till the end of the run, which could be who knows how many loops from now. So that's a good thing to clear up as we go into our first roll. Uh, let's get that roll. Ah! Oh my god. So I rolled a six mm-hmm. and I rolled doubles. Oh, incredible. Effortless cool. Mark one style anytime you roll doubles. You look cool without even trying, without even knowing it. Absolutely. Mark that style. So you you uh, dial in the uh, the concept inverter. I'm not sure which mechanism it is, but something chunky and arcadey on the side of the reality cannon. Uh, and you take aim at this power bar and, uh, and you fire. We've established that it always fires like a lob, right? So I, I feel like it's sort of a sphere of energy. It's exactly what you picture uh, when you see someone dancing at a rave and they're kind of moving their hands around an invisible orb of energy, <laughs> except it's not invisible. It's an actual <laughs> orb of energy. <laughs> Is that a weird reference point? How many no, raves have people been to? Um, anyways, it's, it's a, it's a, like, looks like a ball of lightning and you fire it at this power bar. And I think, yeah, much like in a cartoon, like it, it jolts and then it like kind of has little, little crackles going around it. It looks very unsafe, but the little light in the switch comes on and the uh, PA system kicks on and you can hear that subtle hiss of the speakers. That now that the mics are live, you can kind of hear them coming through. I think it's maybe even less than a subtle hiss. It's like a pretty loud hiss and it starts to kind of whine and whoever's running sound is like jolted into action because the whole morning they've been standing around with nothing to do, but they hear it start to feed back and are like, ah, and hit mute on all the channels because uh, they had been cranking it all morning in hopes of trying to get something out of it. And uh, and yeah, you, you seem to have power. The organizer, I think, doesn't see you do this because you did say you got a six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it's an unequivocal success. I'm going to say that the organizer was distracted at the moment that you did this. So all she's aware of is that you you have power. Um, and she, she realizes this, the sound guy waves her down and she takes the stage and is like, oh, uh, oh goodness. It, it seems like we were able to, um, to figure something out. Um, um, thank you so much. Um, um, young lady, I, I wasn't not sure how you managed to, the rest of the festival still seems dark. This is very odd. I don't know where you were able to, I, I'm not going to question it. We need music. That's my job. I'm going to get the music happening. Uh, everyone 
Uh, we're going to get set up here in, in just a few moments, but, uh, but please get excited and put your hands together for Paula the Ape Woman. There's three of them. And she <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, and Michelle and Riku kind of, kind of give it up, you know, high fives and like, wow, I can't believe you, you pulled that out. That's, that's pretty cool. I thought your thing was the bag though. Where'd you get the gun? Oh, uh, I borrowed this from a friend. So, um, I'm going to have to give it back. Dang, that's, that's too bad. It's a, a portable power source is a really handy thing to have as a touring down. We might have to look into getting one of those. Anyway, let's get set up, uh, and, and get set up you do. Yeah, I, I, I'm throwing it over to you. Uh, anything you want to say before we, we the band starts up for the second time? Uh, I think I just look back at Michelle and Riku before, right before, like, I, I have the microphone in my hand. But before I say anything, I'm just like, we're going to do it, okay? We're going to rock town day. <laughs> I think Michelle, like, rolls her eyes a little but also grins like she, you know, wants to be too cool for it, but but is also, like, feels your excitement. Um, and Riku's not even pretending to be too cool for it. She's just stoked. Uh, and she kind of smirks and hits her sticks together four times. And you guys launch into your tune. check in with lake lake you also headed down to the festival um and you were you were headed to see um check in on the on the doorways booth mm-hmm. and i think as you as you make your way there because you're about like you guys aren't aren't uh you're you're on about the same schedule you were you were the first time around so as you're walking up you see that same group of punk kids kind of walking by and 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 chuckling and laughing to themselves and and just like last time they fully openly flip you off and then go to make their way away from the table there uh, unless you have anything to say about it, yeah, I think she she's still trying to parse what what the the play is here. Is it a loop? Is it a do over? Um, is it our fault? Who else is involved? But seeing that, she realizes that the rest of the town isn't necessarily affected by it. So um, as soon as they do that, she is just going to uh, say, "Hey, you little shits." get over here and just like commands them come over whoa hey what what, why are you yelling at us listen up buster and i'm gonna use the middle finger ability (laughs) Uh, just like middle finger with a middle finger oh yes (laughs) yes she's gonna go full scared straight program and be like you think slug blasting's cool you think it's fun to go around causing trouble well that's how i got this and she like points to to her body and her glitch 
Uh, and to the, like, she can't really control it, but to the best of her abilities, tries to make it, like, flare red. Um, it, it's, it's a dull red. She doesn't have control over it, but it flares a little bit. Um, and she's like, I got this in the golden jungle. Came face to face with a, uh, fur flower. And she sort of tries to pull some gibberish, uh, out of her ass. And it's like, and it glitched out my whole right side. I'm gonna be like this forever. And you know what? I was one of the lucky ones. All of my friends... And they, like she pauses. They're they're like uh, on the edge of their seat. Like none of them would dare interrupt you. All of my friends. Uh huh. They got turned into static. Uh, I don't want to get turned into static. I'm just a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> she... Get go on. Don't stay a million miles away from here. Go go home. Shoot. I'm never, I'm never gonna slug plastic. I don't want to be static. Uh, you see the glitchy? It got redder when she got mad. Uh, uh, and they all go running away. <laughs> yeah, normally <laughs> that might not have uh, uh, had quite the effect you wanted it to. But with the middle finger, yeah, you absolutely you intimidate the hell out of these children. <laughs> she's uh, feels pretty good about that. She like dusts her hand and she's like, "Well, now I know the the thing won't get vandalized." And like plops down in the folding chair and just sort of waits to figure out like she's i think she's still worried about this uh, this grown-up this uh uh rescue agent and i think this is where she's she saved the doorway stand but needs to ponder whether or not she approaches the agent or or if she takes angus's advice and doesn't tattle on them she's really of two minds she's she's split in that way yeah fair enough and i think uh where we'll leave it is that as you plop down in the folding chair kind of faced with this dilemma um, this was about the time, and sure enough, uh, we're we're back in the loop here, and you see that same re- rescue agent passing by, and just like last time, he sort of meets your gaze, seems to recognize you, and then quickly looks away and 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 sort of heads off in the other direction. Um, and Lake is left with the question of whether to follow or, like Angus suggested, leave well enough alone. And we'll find out what Lake's decision is. But first, let's cut over to Angus and Nick. were looking to try and find an alternate source of power uh, you had suggested maybe maybe something nearby near the rec center near the school but I, I want to check back in and see did any any specific uh, offers here or any anything that's occurred to you in the interim or, or what's uh, what's the play here my brain just pictured that there would be one of those like metal power boxes outside of the rec center with classic like set up with the metal poles around it so a car doesn't accidentally back into it from the parking lot like maybe it's on the side of the rec center that has the hockey rink because they need to power all the coolant systems from that or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, then I think you are able to find that box no problem. Is it? Is, <laughs> is there a hockey rink in this rec center? Yes, there is absolutely a hockey rink okay. in the rec center. Is this power box near the sort of back area that is would be connected to the hockey rink of the rec center? Yes. Is there a classic thing in the hockey rink portion where there's a door that opens so the Zamboni can come out and dump its ice? Yeah. Does a Zamboni have an engine that needs to run on some sort of electricity or power? Uh, that's where I'm going to consult. Uh, <laughs> g- give me one moment. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was the question again? Do Zambonis, are Zambonis electric or do they run on gas? They, I believe they run on gas. They, they're oh. a normal engine. Oh, but yeah, like even if it's running on gas, that would generate 
power. Yes. Yeah. So if we can get inside and get a Zamboni, maybe we can lure it with a souped up Zamboni. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, you are confident that, uh, in the hockey rink, there would be, um, and you're thinking like an outdoor rink? Uh, or I, w- I was thinking indoor. But. Okay, yeah, the, yeah. There is an, an indoor hockey rink, and there's a uh, Zamboni. You're confident that there would be a Zamboni that tends to it, and that it would have a, a engine that runs on uh, propane or diesel, from what I'm seeing from Google. Um, but it would generate <laughs> um, some form of, of power, and, and I, I, again, I'm not super familiar with how Zambonis work, but I think there'd be electricity involved in that process at some some stage of the way. Yeah, well, because it would it'd probably be just like the battery in a car, right? Like it'd be that exactly. Yeah. yeah, there would be a a battery in an alternator and and whatnot. So, yes. Um, I don't think this uh, idea has occurred to Angus at all, but he does still see the box, and so he's he he walks right up to the box and is kind of looking at it, and as he does, he says, "Why is it us? Like, like, like the the two of us are." Or, or, or the crew, or the crew. I mean, if it has to do with you bringing the thing in, then it should only affect you, right? But we're all affected, and no one else is. I, I don't know then, but maybe just because we were all together at the intersection, or oh, you're right. It should have just been me. I shouldn't have messed around. I uh, no, I can't believe I, I was... dragged you all into this again. That's not what I was saying, Nick. I'm just, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. That's all. Well, you didn't look. Sometimes you just you make a mistake, right? And, and and you don't even. It's not even something that you were trying to do, and you still have to pay the price for it. And yeah, you made a mistake. And yeah, it it sucks that we're in this situation right now. But we can actually do something about it. We can fix it. And and with the way everything is going right now, no one can even know that we screwed up in the first place. Uh- I guess, but it'll be fine. Man, do you think I do you think it's even worth me like still going on in the crew with you? Like if I'm making mistakes like this, like can we get past the bad stuff and keep doing it? I don't know. Yes, yes, yes we can. We have to. We absolutely have to. It things can't fall apart now. Not now. Okay? You're right. You're with me on this, right? Right. Sorry, I Right. The loop just I'm sort of shaking my confidence here, but just behind this door, and he like he like pats the the good old pull down metal garagey door on the side. Angus looks up from the gray box and wait, what? Oh, sir. Well, I thought in here this is where well you see like beside the gray box there, there's that pile of snow. That's from the zamboni that they have in the rink here, and and that's not hooked up to the municipal power grid. So I figured we could get some some kind of charge off of its battery or something. Oh, I'll be honest, that didn't occur to me at all. It didn't occur to me either until we got back here and I saw the door. Okay. You know, it's probably easier to drive a Zamboni than it is to mess with one of these boxes, I guess? Angus is realizing a little bit how silly all of this sounds, but he's, he's <laughs> still on board. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the door in front of you, uh, classic loop of chain and uh, and a little uh, like hardware store padlock hangs off of it there. Um, the, with a, with like a keyhole, but uh, doesn't doesn't look super imposing. Um, but it is it is effectively locked. Angus draws his nag ray. <laughs> oh, did you want did you want that or I, I could 
you know, like I can. Oh yeah, you have you a wanna, sword. That makes no. Yeah, you, or yeah. You okay. Can use your words. You have a sword. Yeah, but sometimes fun sounds are more fun. Yeah. I would like to swing my sword at this chain. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, you have an ability to attack stuff that is a is a roll. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a roll to slice, dice, chop, and stab things, or just smack them with a kinetically charged sheath. You know what, I, as much as I, I feel like, oh, you have an ability that's specifically for attacking stuff, also it's a short length of chain and a hardware store padlock, and you've got a future sword that runs on uh, friction and, and magic and dreams. I think this is <laughs> the climbing a ladder equivalent. You can just do this. You you slice through the chain like butter. And, like uh, butter. It, uh, it. <laughs> Falls to the ground with that slight red glow to it, uh, and you you grab the handle and and pull the door upwards, and and sure enough, right there is a, a beautiful zamboni. It's uh, it's big. It's a little bit rusty in places. Uh, it has uh, custom flame decals on the side that someone put on, ironically, but has, has since cool. grown attached to. Um, <laughs> does it have the logo for the Hillview hockey team? It absolutely does. Uh, anyone Tigers, feel free to shut it up. Oh, I guess it's, 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 that was the soccer team. Oh, right. <laughs> Is it also the hockey team? <laughs> it can be. It's the, it's the same, like, clipart JPEG of a tiger, but instead of kicking a soccer ball, it's wearing a helmet and skates. Yes. And it's uh, it's white instead of orange, and it's the the Hillview Siberian Tigers. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, clearly Photoshop from the same source image. They didn't commission a second piece for this. Uh, yeah, you... you you pop the hood on that bad boy, <laughs> and I open her up and see what's under that hood. <laughs> uh, Angus, are you are you much of a car guy? Eh, uh, you know, getting my license has been a cup one of the many things that I've failed more than once. Working on it. Okay, well, I mean, I know how to drive a car, not legally, but I. Oh, thank goodness you can drive it. If I hotwire it, can you drive it around the festival grounds, and we'll try and lure in the the anomaly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds completely plausible, and, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm gonna hotwire this Zamboni. <laughs> Absolutely. So this one, we're gonna get a roll for. You didn't have to roll to pop the lock, but you do have to roll to see if you can hotwire the Zamboni. Let me know what you're what you're adding to this roll and, and how we're resolving this, and, uh, and let's get that roll. Um, is it okay if I use one of the hype dice, team? Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool, so I'll pop one of those. I will pop um, the last die that I have in my smart spool, because I think this is sort of leaning on Nick's know-how and understanding of electronics to any extent of whether or not he can make this work. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also pop one of my smarts kick on that. So we'll be rolling 3d6 and a kick. I got a six. Yes, I, I think you are absolutely able to. Yeah, you're just inherent knowledge of you've, you've tinkered with enough machinery that even though you haven't specifically seen the engine of a Zamboni before you sort of innately understand machinery and engines to some degree and are able to sort of piece together your, your, you can intuit what you don't already know for fact. Um, and you're able to, uh, hook this thing up. Yeah. And then you said the plan was to drive it around the grounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume it'll be like it, with our understanding of like, if the power is out everywhere, this would be the only source of power. Which would probably be enticing. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a solid hypothesis. I mean, there's you know people have things like 
cell phones and uh, and other like portable gear and devices that have some level of electricity to them. That said, I th- I don't think you're wrong that like this is a potentially a bigger and more um, obnoxious and and perhaps enticing <laughs> uh, source of of energy, perhaps. But that remains to be seen. So, uh, Angus, you're hopping in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um. And as he's in the driver's seat, uh, he's he's had a little bit of a a, a moral quandary. Because, you know, he's he's at the nine weeks of school mark, and now he's really nervous that uh, he's going to do something wrong and then uh, uh, jeopardize his time at school with his crew. And as he's sitting in the driver's seat, he's realizing that he and Nick have broken into the rec center and he's about to take a Zamboni on a joyride. So he gets a bit of like an uncertain look on his face and he looks at Nick and he's like, we don't want to endanger anyone at this festival, right? Do you think if we can, if we just can... Rev the engine or something, can we draw it here? If we draw it here, it, it's not gonna... It's it's here. It's not anywhere else in the festival. It can't hurt anybody else. Maybe it won't put anyone else through this loop. That's true, but... I mean, who's to say if it'd be able to sense it from here? I feel like if, if we make it at least into the grounds, we're on the move, we can lead it out. We don't have to fight it there. But I think we have the best chance of of, of getting its attention if we're going right through the middle of the grounds. Plus, I, I can stand on the hood, and, and I might be able to tune into it with my sword to see if I, I can keep a watch over if it's coming. And As Nick is talking, Angus has this, like, really uncertain grimace on his face, uh, <laughs> adding the image of Nick waving a sword around, standing on the hood. <laughs> I, I don't, damn it, I don't know about this. Angus, you, you're telling me you don't want to tear through this festival... In, in a in a Zamboni that I hotwired for you? I didn't say that. Well, it <laughs> sure seems like you're saying that. I don't want to screw things up worse than they are. Angus, somehow I tore open space-time and trapped us in a loop. I don't think it can get much worse, buddy. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Heck yeah, we will. Sally forth! <laughs> All right, but don't... St- don't stand on the hood, sit next to me, and don't stand on the... You'll, don't want to run you over, Jesus. Uh, okay. <laughs> I there aren't multiple seats in a Zamboni, are there? <laughs> uh, there y- y- you can have two people. That oh, was okay. one, of, one of the things my dad always did when he was a Zamboni driver. He would, like, they, they would sometimes have kids and, like, take them with them. Aww. Okay. Aww, I do sweet. sit in the kid's seat then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then I think with that, yeah, you, uh, you're able to intuit the controls here and, uh, maybe it takes you a sec cause it's like, I'm assuming a little more involved. Like maybe it's the kind of thing of uh, driving an automatic versus driving a standard that there's like some stuff you got to know. Um, but I think Angus is also the kind of kid who has had opportunities to drive multiple different vehicles. He's done a lot of weird extracurriculars and, uh, and put, been put in a lot of different programs. I, I think it makes sense that he may have not driven a Zamboni particularly, but like he's probably driven someone's old pickup truck. Uh, and he kind of like puts two and two together and, and works it out. And uh, with a lurch, the Zamboni rumbles forward and uh, and makes its way out of the... Well, I guess actually, would it be backward? Because it's probably set up to go into the rink. So you might have to take her in reverse. <laughs> beep, beep. One way or another, beep. you get it heading down and towards the, to, towards the grounds. Um, you look over to Nick. He looks excited, determined, ready to, to fix his mistake. Uh, but on Angus's face, we just see a look of, of concern and uncertainty. 
Hey friends, it's Robin, your Slugmaster, and I'm here as always to thank you so much for listening. We love each and every one of you, and we can't possibly thank you enough. We are doing uh, a bit of a promo push this month, what with this being an extra episode and all. Uh, so if you happen to want to share one of our posts, or even better, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, now would be the best possible time you could do that. Closely followed by literally any other time. It's always super helpful and gratifying, and we always, always appreciate it. Uh, we are at Quantum Kickflip on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow us for new episode updates, memes, audiograms, and more. Again, now's a great time to do that. We've got a lot of extra content scheduled for the next little while here. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Patreon, uh, where for just five bucks a month, you can get early access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, as well as bi-weekly bonus content like interviews, outtakes, and lots more. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.ca. And finally, we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, who we are going to talk about a little bit more in just a second here. Uh, today's episode is part two of a three-part run, so you've probably already figured out that uh, we're releasing a new episode every week for this run. Uh, I didn't want to spoil anything last time, but if you're listening to this, you know that we're doing a time loop. So yeah, because of that, we figured it'd just be a little less confusing if we kept the episodes closer together. Folks can follow the various loops and remember all the little details. Uh, but anyway, the conclusion will go up on uh, Wednesday, November 24th, and then we're going to be back to our regular bi-weekly rotation after that. Uh, and as always, patrons can listen to all new episodes two days early, so if you haven't done that, be sure to sign up. Uh, we are going to get you right back to the action right away here, but first, we have intercepted a very important transmission from Rescue. All right, listen, there is some weird stuff going on here, and I don't have a lot of time, so we're going to keep this brief. Today's episode was brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network. They've got a bunch of amazing, incredible, locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com, including shows like uh, Makeshift Stories, Original Science Fiction and Fantasy. It is a bi-weekly journey into the improbable. Explore space-time, alternate realities, the near future, and the unexplained in a unique genre-crossing blend of original stories for all ages, from sci-fi and fantasy to magical realism. Uh, honestly, given my line of work and what I have to deal with every day and the things I have to see, that sounds like, uh, like a nightmare. Just the worst possible way for me to unwind. That is, that is what I see every day. That is the kind of stuff I'm always dealing with. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't need that in my off hours, but, uh, if you're the kind of person who enjoys, you know, uh, creative stories of, of high fantasy and, and science fiction and, and all the weird and unexplained things that happen in our universe, this might be the kind of show for you. Uh, today's show was also brought to you by Pod Power. With uh, with Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. And this episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Book Women. Now, Book Women is a podcast about uh, editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. Sometimes I think about what my life would have been like if I had uh, if I had chosen to be a librarian or... You know, a job like that, something something nice and quiet where I could just get some reading done. <sighs> what might have been? Anyway, I gotta go track down some sort of freaky time anomaly and try and save the world. So, uh, enjoy your little show. So I think I want to check back in with Chester. Chester, you had just sent Juniper off to uh, safety. 
Uh, and I think your intent was, uh, I'm not sure what your intent was, actually. I don't want to speak to that. Where were you headed next? Uh, so I think at this point, uh, Chester's like, okay, I need to get some information and I need to get some trustworthy uh, information. And I think the only person I can trust in this place is a carny. So I'm going to try, fi- try <laughs> to find that carny from before. And uh, yes, I'm, I, I have questions for him. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more uh, offer that you you don't absolutely don't have to use, but it's it's uh, mm-hmm. I think appropriate because of your ability receptive. Yes. you notice the stuff everyone else is too busy to like hidden panels, undiscovered hoverboard spots, or gorgeous sunsets. Beautiful. I don't believe that you noticed this on the first go round. You weren't one of the ones who caught on to the fact that there were rescue agents moving amongst you, were you? Uh, no, I was completely uh, you were fixing the, the ride. And... Doing the ride, yeah. So I think yeah. this is the moment as you're on your way to go find your, your carny, you kind of uh, take notice of someone who, who is moving through the crowd rather quickly. Maybe it's actually the same one that uh, that Lake saw inside or, or saw over by the um, doorways table earlier is, is now kind of like moving through the crowd, trying not to be noticed. But it's that very act of trying not to be noticed that kind of catches your eye that like he seems to be a little more closed off than everyone, a little more eyes down when everyone else is is sort of trying to enjoy town day uh, as best they can in the blackout. Uh, and, and you recognize the face of one of the guards that you uh, had a run in with at rescue. Uh, and you as you move through the crowd, you kind of now that you're looking for it, you are able to pick out several others that look somewhat familiar. And you realize that there seem to be several undercover rescue agents here. Uh, at this uh, at this event, trying not to be noticed, um, you can still head on towards to talk to the carney. I don't want to stifle that at all. If that's if that's your your play, by all means. But th- this is information you now have access to. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm still going to follow my instinct. I go up to the carney. I'm like, hey, 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 man. Um, I know your rides are busted, and and trust me, I will not be able to fix it. So don't even bother asking. But I was not going to. Well, well, good. Then we're on the same page. Hey, look, I'm noticing that there's a lot of people. Do you know any of these people? And I try to point out a few of these, like, agents. Like, what about that guy, that guy? Uh, I think he kind of looks around and is like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. You know what? Uh, I'm not from your town. I work for the carnival. We've established that it's a traveling carnival. I'm not from here. I don't know any of you so no but that's not unusual F- fair enough well then i'm just going to ask you a theoretical you just throw it back at me here i just learned the word theoretical today let's just say let's pretend that there's maybe like some interdimensional police you know that may be looking for people but you're maybe thinking that th- they're looking for the same thing you are uh, but also you've been in trouble with them in the past do you think i should go and talk to you know this imagine this supposed uh, interdimensional police, you know, gut feeling, sir. I don't know what you're attempting to imply, but I have I have never had a run in or been in any kind of trouble with the law. I am a carnival worker. How dare you imply that I would have any <laughs> oh. sort of uh, police record? I I am an upstanding citizen. I work for the carnival. I make dreams. Okay, that is true, <laughs> and I never meant to. I uh, question that. That was not my intention. So that means if you're an upstanding citizen, you really shouldn't have any problem talking to the police. Okay, got it. And I head off towards a, a rescue <laughs> to one of the drow agents. <laughs> as you as you leave, he's in the middle of like, 
Oh yeah, no, that make that makes sense to me. Unless you've you know done anything prior that would would warrant their attention or warrant any kind of negative response from oh you're gone um, <laughs> he left immediately. Um, but it's too late. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue to follow this thread, but we're gonna take a brief uh, sidebar over uh, to Lake at the doorways table. Just just to see uh, you you took note of that same rescue agent. He started making his way away, um, mm-hmm. and you were kind of caught in a moral quandary of like, do you go to him? Do you not? What? How did that shake out for Lake? So yeah, Lake sitting, uh, sitting at the doorways booth, kind of like fretting. You know, do I? Don't I? Um, oh, geez, he he said not to mess with it, but like, this probably is our fault, and I don't even know if it 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 involves him. Like, maybe he's not in the loop, and is it a loop? Is it a do over? Uh, Angus is so brash and so so confident. I wish I could share his. Um, uh, and then sees Chester on his way over there, and he's she's like, well, if. If Chester's gonna go talk to him, I guess maybe I should also be there to to. Oh God, who knows what Chester's gonna say? Just, just, the, the things that come out of that guy's mouth sometimes. Uh, uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, and just like panics and like runs over to uh, uh to join. Um, just because she's not not too sure which way to go, but it doesn't think Chester should maybe be the one. No, no shade to Chester, <laughs> but um, can't help herself. Some shade to Chester. <laughs> She starts to run and then and then doubles back uh, and leaves a little note just in case. She's pretty sure that middle finger worked well, but she writes a note that just says, back in five, please don't vandalize. And then a little heart and then like folds it so it's like a card, like a placeholder card and puts it on the desk and then runs over to Chester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's fine. Um, absolutely. So you uh, you come running up and I think, yeah. Maybe even taking the time to make that little card, uh, you you run up not quite in time to stop Chester, but you run up just as Chester is approaching this individual, and uh, and I'll throw to Chester. Uh, so I go up to him and I, like you know I grab his shoulder and turn him around. And he's like, "Okay, I've seen enough of these cop movies to know that uh, sometimes you gotta uh, make alliances with your enemies." So I know I'm supposed to be in trouble with you, but you know I I think we can help each other out. He turns back and is like, whoa, ah, geez, sorry, I was, uh, and then he notices Lake and he was like, I was trying not to be noticed by the one, but apparently I got noticed by the other and, okay, you're right, let's, uh, let's cut the crap, I guess. Um, you, you clearly recognize who I am and, and you know that I know you, so, uh, let's, let's get right down to it. You kids notice anything strange today? Any, anything weird going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so, like, I'm thinking that there's some sort of time monster that's sending us or going around on a, a temporal merry-go-round or a time loop. Or maybe, like, um, a clock spiral, uh, perhaps. He cuts like, you yeah. off and is like, yo, yeah, okay, that sounds great. That's an interesting story that you're working on there. That's very creative, kid. Will you follow me away from the crowd? And just kind of motions for you to sort of follow him to a less populated area to talk about time monsters and other sci-fi shenanigans. Oh, actually, I know a, I know a perfect spot we can go. Nobody wants to visit it at all. And then cut to, we're at the, do- we're at the doorways booth. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, that's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. your, your middle finger earlier totally worked, but just for color, I think as you walk up, one of those kids is back and not even vandalizing, but just like, like tiptoeing up to read what the note says. Uh, but before he can, he sees you approaching and is like, ah, I'm just a little boy. And he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you guys arrive at the doorways booth. All right. Yeah. This, this seems, uh, seems secluded enough. Doesn't sound like we're going to be overheard. 
All right, what do, what do you know about about time monsters? You said something about a, a, a merry-go-round. What's what's happening? Well, yeah, this is the second time I've talked to you today. No, this is the first time we've talked. Exactly. Uh, we're in a time spinneroony. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, they don't they don't pay me enough for this stuff. I'm not I'm not one of the scientists that work in a lab. I'm ju- I'm just you know. I go round up teens. I'm 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 the mall cop of the multiverse. I'm I'm not supposed to have to get to the bottom of these sci-fi riddles. They just said that that there was something that, that, that the people here were in danger and that we had to go deal with some anomaly. I I gotta we we, we gotta get on the horn with uh with the boys in the lab or something. This is if 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 it's altering the flow of time. This is this is bigger than we thought it was. You're sure you've you've talked to me before? A hundred percent and. And I, I mean, I don't know what what's triggering it, but um, and she like scratches her head. She's like, well, I guess. And she like looks at Chester like, I guess we saw that weird shimmer, you know, at, at just after we got our snacks this morning. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. But it's gone. That thing's that thing's long gone off into who knows where it was barely visible. Well, you know what it might be if if he's a shimmering kind of a, a monster time monster or thing. she shimmering time monsters can be girls, too. Oh, you're right. I just assumed if it's a monster, it's a guy. Uh, let's just imagine uh, if it's a shimmering kind of being, that the possibility why it looks shimmering is because it's in multiple timelines at once, right? And and then when it, you know, hit us, it, it also kind of like sent us into this time loop, right? So if we can try to, you know, grab it, like try to contain it somehow, you know. Wait, like, so you, you think this thing exists outside of... Of the space and time of the dimensions that we know that it's existing on some sort of a higher, higher dimension and and moving through time. Oh, good God! Okay, look, look. All all we know is we we had a real rough day today, and then at about uh, what time the, did the trigger happen last time? Uh like the the loop. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if we established, but let's say like eleven a.m. Okay, so it's all still in the morning. We've had a really rough morning. You know, everyone, you know, I, I had my, my booth vandalized. Uh, I, I heard Elliot's song. She, I, she's got to have been disappointed. And then the next thing we know, we're back at first thing in the morning, standing outside the uh, convenience store with our day started, but with with all the memory of having really screwed up. That's that's all we know, sir. All right. Well, fair is fair. You, I, I, thank you for the information. You kids need to stay out of this, okay? Leave this to the professionals. I will... I will get on the phone with the boys in the lab, and we'll figure out what we need to do to contain this anomaly. I but, guess, but but that's that's the paradox because that's what you told me last time. And if I had followed your advice, I we wouldn't have come and talked to you. <sighs> All right, I can't believe I'm gonna do this, but but fine. Here's what we know: according to the numbers we got from the city, it looks like there has been a drain on the power grid in Hillview for a while now. Something has been siphoning off. Not a lot of power, but some, a noticeable amount, something that they couldn't quite figure out where it was going and, and what was drawing it. But it, it didn't cause any problems until today, when the carnival set up, putting extra strain on the grid, and that was too much, and that was what caused the whole thing to shut down. So something has been siphoning off of the town's power for a while now, and whatever it is, it just ran out of its one and only main food source, and it's probably on the hunt for a, a new feed bag. Now, you said you ran into the thing at 11, and the blackout started just before that, so whatever happened to you didn't cause the blackout, but I, I think it might be the reason that you can remember stuff that the rest of us can't. Anyway, I'm gonna get on the phone with the boys in the lab, we're gonna find a way to draw this thing out, but 
If you kids know anything else, if you have any ideas here, now is the time. This is this is brainstorming. No wrong answers, no bad ideas. Shout them out. I am I am all ears. Yeah, like sort of shrugs and it's like no no, I think I think the drawing it out idea is probably the best one we have. Just just any big powerful energy source that can draw it out, you know? And, and Chester's doing the old like look at his backpack. Look at the the ride that didn't work. Uh, look at uh, <laughs> batteries that are like on the desk. And I, uh, wait, I've got a power source, and I can draw him out. And if he tries to fight me, I'll fight him right back. Because you know, yeah, this is what I was made to do. I'm gonna fight me a time monster. <laughs> and I, I, start, I and I like start looking around, looking for a place where I could like amp up. Uh, you know, try to get a draw attention, and then I'm thinking, the stage makes the most sense because there's probably a whole like lighting rig and all that kind of stuff out there, right? Yeah, the stage might make the most sense, but I think as you're looking around for somewhere that you can make a big scene and get a lot of attention, what attracts your attention is the Zamboni driving down yeah. <laughs> the middle of the uh, the thoroughfare, piloted by Nick and Angus. Um, you hear the the sound of the engine coming up, and and uh, and you see your friends. Uh, headed towards you on a Zamboni. Well, that'll be one way to get attention. And I quickly uh, start skating in that direction. Yeah, Lake kicks off and follows on her hoverboard. Uh, as the guy was telling us, we need to just let him call the boys in the lab. We're gonna go yeah. join the uh, join the Zamboni. Hey, hey! I said uh, ideas. I said shout them out, not just do them. Where are you kids going? Um, and I think he, I th- yeah, I think he's torn between like phone call or follow after these these crazy kids and he opts for the second and and goes running after both of you and he can't quite keep up because you're both on i guess yeah like you you have your hoverboard yeah i had my hoverboard just you don't have your cannon yeah so you're both you're both uh able to outpace him a little bit here but he heads off after you yeah so elliot (laughs) you strum out the last chord of your song uh the crowd loses it Maybe it's because, you know, they, they were bummed about the prospect of not having entertain, any entertainment on, on town day. And what is a town day without live music? Uh, so they, you know, they were extra grateful for the set. Or maybe it's just because you guys absolutely crushed it. Either way, uh, yeah, the crowd loses their minds over this tune. And uh, yeah, I think the, the organizer kind of looks at you like, what else you got? But you also see in the distance the same thing that Chester just saw, this this Zamboni uh, making its way through the crowd. What do you do? <laughs> oh, my God. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Riku and Michelle kind of turn to you and you're like, yeah, they're, lo- they're loving it. Let's let's keep going. Let's give them another one. She said all the bands canceled. We could we could play all day. This could be our chance to, like, really get some word of mouth going. Um, and then off in the distance, you see Chester in his power armor, skating towards the Zamboni, Lake shortly behind, and then what is clearly uh, a badly disguised rescue agent running after them. Does the Zamboni have a horn? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's a novelty yes. horn, and what song does it play? Uh, <laughs> Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's yes, that, I was going to say William Tell. That's good. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but just that bit over and over. You hear this jank, <laughs> janky horn in the background. And Michelle's like, what are we waiting for? Let's let's go. Count it in. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, 
All right, this uh, this next one's called Kids These Days. <sighs> All right, you're going to keep the performance going. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to Oh. Choosing the band over the crew. Uh, oh, no. Then I think this is the moment. Um, so in, in the uh, challenge that you guys took that was the impetus for this whole run, it mentions that the GM gets plus two tokens. Now we haven't, that's a mechanic that we haven't used a ton in Slug Blaster. It is, it is a Slug Blaster mechanic. I, I don't use it a lot. Uh, tokens uh, ba- basically allow me to introduce problems without you guys rolling uh, or introduce new challenges. Just basically make, make hard moves that, uh, that maybe haven't been prompted by anything you've done. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. I'm going to spend some of those uh, GM tokens and we're going to introduce a new challenge here because as you go to count in the next tune, you announce it to the crowd and they all applaud. They don't even, they don't know who you guys are. They don't know what kids these days is, is but they're, they're so excited to find out. Um, but as you go to count it in, you see that same shimmery shape that you saw earlier, the sort of there but not there, sort of almost serpentine form moving through the fabric of reality itself. Um, and you realize that that stunt you pulled earlier where you, you uh, powered up the power bar with the reality cannon has attracted this thing's attention and it is bearing down on that power bar. But in between the power bar and it is is a little band called Paula the Ape Woman. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> now what do you do? <laughs> I, uh... Classic. I yes. am going to try and intercept it okay and i'm going to mark one boost yes to turn my bag into a one-way portal to a randomly selected world oh my goodness okay i gotta read this ability to see exactly what happens here it's the chaos vent that you're using yeah so then you're attempting to so you've marked your boost you've opened a portal and now you're attempting to capture this thing yeah i just i want to voip it away yeah, okay. I guess uh, we're going to get a roll for that. Should we roll? Let's roll for the world first. Um, I'm not going to necessarily tell you where it's going, uh, but just like we've done in the past, can you roll a d12? Do you have a d12 handy? Okay, rolling a d12. I rolled a one. Okay, let's uh, get this uh, this play. So you're you're attempting to toss your bag over top of it as it runs toward you. Almost like I'm picturing a little bit of a... Uh, like a um, matador, a little bit like you've got your bag and, and you're waiting for it to run. Uh, you know where it's headed. Let's get a roll for this. Feel free to let me know what you're, uh, anything you're you're adding to this or any other, any anything you're doing here. And, uh, and let's get that roll. I'm going to add, since I'm using my Voidware backpack, I'll add a die from that. Okay. And I always roll with two as the chill. So I'm rolling three dice total. That's a five, and I rolled doubles. Amazing. Mark your style for the doubles, and that's a mixed success. Yes. So yes, I think uh, much as I described, you're like a matador. You've got the bag out. Um, I think the crowd is confused by this. They don't know if it's part of the show or not, and the uh, you see the thing come barreling down towards you, uh, and and uh, you, you, you know, ruffle the bag and open it up at the exact right time and manage to sort of like you feel it make contact, you feel the weight of it, hit the bag and enter the bag and go inside. Um, and as it sort of vanishes in, you uh, you catch a glimpse into the bag and, and you see just like an orange glow and you feel the heat radiating it from it. You rolled a one. People may remember this from the Golden Jungle episode. That it, a one is calorium. <laughs> I didn't change the system. 
So you feel that heat and you feel it go through and you have successfully warped this thing. But then you hear a screech come from the bag, uh, a sort of ear piercing, like it, it almost does, it's, it's less that you hear it and more that you feel it, you know? And you, you get that same sensation from before. There's a, there's a sort of jolt and a lurch. And you find yourselves back on the road outside of town. As you take a moment to process what you just saw, you hear a loud screech from behind you and turn just in time to see two vehicles narrowly avoid colliding with one another at a four-way intersection. One of them crashes into a signpost, the other swerves into a ditch, and you quickly realize the reason for the confusion as you look up to see that Hillview's single traffic light has gone out. <sighs> Shit. Okay. Okay. Okay, what, what happened there? Yeah, what was the last thing everyone remembers doing? I didn't I didn't see it. The ball game. Take me to the ball game. The I the thing, the anomaly. I had it. I had it in my bag. I sent it to a different world and it just just didn't like that. Oh boy. Wait, so you you captured it? Well, I I sent it away. You know how my bag can become a portal. Oh, by the way, right. Lake, you will probably want this, and I, I hand her her reality cannon. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I do. Yeah, it's it's obvious we can't try to split up and do this on our own. We we gotta do this together, guys. Do what together? Get rid of the anomaly. Listen, I think we need to use Nick's sword for it. We we were this close. We almost had it through the rift. I, I Nick was able to overclock it and actually managed to open up a portal somewhere else. You know. Well. That probably will work, but in order to draw it out, we need to uh, create a big source of power. Now, I'm thinking that the the time monster showed up at the uh, uh, stage there, right? Because that's where all the power was. Now, the thing is, I know how to uh, charge up my 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 uh, my armor and to generate power. We have another kick-ass concert uh, by Elliot and her band. It's very good, by the way. Uh, I didn't hear it the first time, but the second time I definitely heard it. It was very good. But uh, (laughs) then I'll be there, ready. I'll be drawing the attention. If that time monster tries to punch me with a time punch, uh, it's, well, I, you know, they have a, you know, two minutes for fighting, you know? So at worst, it'll be just, they'll take two minutes off my life, I figure. So I'll draw them in. And then you get ready with your sword. Yeah. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, Elliot, you just have to play your music. Uh how how did you get power to your to your instruments? Oh, um well, I uh I used your reality cannon. Wow, okay. Um it, Yeah, yeah, what what did you just like turn up the volume with the parameter dial? I um inverted the concept of powered off to powered on. I mean, I that that's not how I would have done it, but I, I guess it worked. So, yeah, we can. You can do it your way this time. Well, I I think that the the power is is the thing, right? So, well, mm. yeah, the yeah the power is the thing. So I guess we would try that part. That part worked. We try that again. Yeah. Okay. And and you're sure you're okay with me playing? You guys don't want me like running interference or something? No, I I think it'll be uh it, it'll be a good thing. I I think it'll. Because maybe, who knows, maybe it likes music too. Maybe that's a, a little bit of part of it. You know, you never know. Yeah, well, I mean, we're speculating here. If, if, that, if it, it came to you last time and you played music, it might have been the power. It might have been the sweet sounds of rock and roll. But uh, we, we got to <laughs> stick with what works and 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 uh, uh, throw away what doesn't. Well, that's something that Angus mentioned in the last loop to me is 
there, there are going to be a lot of people over by the stage. Are, are we sure we want to lure it right in where there's the biggest crowd? Oh, that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Well, the when Chester and I talked to the the rescue agent, uh, he told us that it was looking for something to eat. Oh my god! What? You, the rescue agent doesn't remember, right? Um, he didn't last time. I hope he didn't this time. Okay, good. See, we got best of both worlds. We made, we did make the right choice. And like high fives, um, <laughs> Chester, and it's like, yeah, we 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 made the right choice. Elliot played her song. We. We we used the the resources that were available to us. We did it. We we yeah. Why, why do you look mad, Angus? Why do you? Damn it, Angus! Why do you look mad at me? Cause we're still here. Look, I'm not mad. I I don't know why you keep going to the rescue agent like that. You see that that's ridiculous, right? Hey hey Obviously hey! Obviously not, because we learned all about how this thing is hungry for power grid, and she like tips her head like to the left when she says hungry, and uh, right to the uh, for power grid. Like we figured <laughs> out what he needs, and now we d- now the rescue agent doesn't even know, and we have all the information. We like we like you know like cracked him. We got him to crack. He got he spilled the beans, man. Yeah, we got the information from the information people. It's kind of and they don't even know it. It's like we took. Back the tax from the tax man. <laughs> as you, as uncool a line that is, that is, Lake like puts her back in her shoulder to you and like holds up her reality cannon like spies. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, we're we, they don't need to know this time. Exactly. Good, because this is going to be the one. Because I, because I mean, it didn't interfere before, right? Like it, the thing was there when other people were around. It didn't bother him then, so. It's probably going to be fine, and they get to watch a su- super sweet fight. I want to fight in front of people, man. I mean, it would be nice to not have to ditch Michelle and Riku, if if that's possible. I mean, I understand time time monsters take precedence and whatever. No, Elliot, we can tell that. Look, no one else in town might remember how great you did last loop around, but we all did. And damned if I'm going to let you not experience that again. You you rocked, and and. I heard you all the way from the booth and, and over our conversation, and we'll make sure you can still do that and get the time monster. We're going to have the perfect day. Thanks, Lake. All right. It sounds like we've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are going to make your way down to the festival grounds once again? Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, I I would like an opportunity to uh, uh, meet up with Juniper again <laughs> before uh, we, we do this, but... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have anything uh, that they may want to go and attend to before you kick off this plan of yours? Lake just texts her mom and says, I'm going to be a little late to the booth. Sorry, but I'll stay there till the, till the end of the day. All right. Uh, then let's, uh, let's follow along with Chester. Chester, you uh, you make your way down to the snowcone booth once again, um, and uh, once again Juniper is there waiting for you and is a little bit surprised by your arrival and says, "Oh, uh, Chester, hi. Sorry, I'm I'm early. I didn't expect you to also be early, which makes <laughs> you're it... always early." Yeah, I know, and I really appreciate that. It's good to be prompt. Um, oh, well, uh, Ju- Juniper, thank you. I I, I have s- something's going on right now, and. Um, uh, look, I know you don't, uh, know everything that I'm involved in, um, but, uh, you trust me, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I think so. You, you tell a, a lot of stories that, that 
involves some pretty scary stuff, but I mean, you, you're still here and you're still still standing on the other side of it. So I think I think if I trust anyone, it's you. Well, good. Because um, uh, what I'm going to be doing is uh, there, there's this uh, uh, thing, a, a time monster. I know it, there, it can't get into it. It's a it's a whole thing. And uh, basically, my group has to deal with it. And uh, and I, I've already had this conversation with you a couple of times, and I love it every time. You know what? While I'm here, I'm just going to grab another uh, snow cone. I'll, get, I'll take the green <laughs> one. Uh, but but uh, I don't expect you to put yourself in danger. I would never want that. I would always make sure that you're, you're safe. But... Um, I think it'd be great for you to see this uh, this this event. Uh, th- we're going to go down to the stage. We're going to uh, uh, draw the creature there, and uh, uh, I want you to be observing. And maybe you can write it down, and maybe we can uh, put that into some sort of uh, you know. Maybe you can uh, film it for us, and then that will be. Uh, we can look at the evidence later and, and try to do something with it. I think that'd be a good idea, and I. Uh, maybe I w- we can get your thoughts on it. Well, you mean like for science? You wanna you wanna study this? Whatever's going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, if if somebody's gonna figure out, uh, you know, learn something from this that it can be used going forward, I, it would be you. I don't know. It it does sound pretty dangerous. Talking about time monsters and 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 fighting and and are you sure that I'll be safe? Uh, maybe just. Turn off your phone and uh, take the batteries out of your. Th- Just don't have any power on you. I'm gonna. We're gonna be drawing the, the 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 creature's attention. It doesn't care about anything else but electricity, apparently. You know, it's just like a like a dog that just like smells uh, sausages. That's all that dog wants is those sausages. It doesn't care if it, you know, <laughs> the person that cares for it in the world, you know, is just next to them. They just want that sausage. And that's the time monster with the electricity. Okay, well, I mean, as, as long as you think that I'll be safe, then then, then all right, I'll, I'll come and watch. Okay. I'm glad. I wanted to spend this day with you. And I, I uh, take her hand and I lead her towards the stage. Uh, yeah, you make your way down to the stage where the rest of your crew are gathered there. Um... Now, there was a little bit of discussion of, of two different plans here. One involved um, using the reality cannon, same, uh, banking on the, working the same way as last time, and another involved Chester's power armor, kind of what you had done in the, the previous, previous loop. Um, what is the, the final uh, verdict here? How are you guys trying to attract this thing's attention? I would lean toward the power armor option, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, yeah, it's true. It's a true source of uh, power. Uh, and the reality cannon can be used for other things. It's a lot more adaptable. Mm. Sure, then I can I can make sure Elia can still play play with her band. Well, is that that's the thing you're trying to power is the PA system, right? So you're doing that with Chester's armor. Y- yes, and and yeah. like uh, anything else to do around the stage, like anything, uh, not the whole park or anything, but just like the stage and anything to make that show work. Yeah, so the amps and all that stuff. Yeah. 
I think then that's yep. the 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 same kind of deal is that everything's plugged into that one power bar. So and and you have the ability like you did with the uh, the ride earlier. You're able to adapt your armor into a power source. I believe we made you roll something for that last time. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. And uh, it it overclocked it last time or whatever. And yeah, Nick might be able to help with this. Oh yeah. Lending some some resources. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use another uh, uh, die from the uh, uh, from the armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really use anything from grit per se. Uh, I have something that I might be able to use later, but yeah, I, I think it'd be that if if I get some help from Nick, that'd be great. And maybe we can even use a hype die if it's if we still have one of those. We have one left, yeah. Yeah. The the basic hope is that it would be generating enough electricity, like safely, but also enough to like mm-hmm. really like be uh, an attractive source. So, like trying to clock it as high as we possibly can. Absolutely. I think the way it's sort of or like Nick's approach to this is is getting Chester to sort of explain how he hooked it up before, mm-hmm. um, and in having that sort of maneuver spoken to him, uh, Nick, Nick responds with like. Like Chester, you just you just hooked it directly into the power coil. You didn't have any sort of a, any sort of in between, any sort of medium for for measuring the power or anything like that. Like really, you need to set up at least some sort of secondary circuit with a limiter. Otherwise, it's just going to go. No wonder it ran out of control and the whole zipper went unzipped. <laughs> well, that's true. And uh, the thing is, as I'm explaining it uh, to you, um, you notice that I get a little bit more lost as I'm explaining, you know, like this hook here, you catch that thing that I, that, that I missed the first time and you kind of see like what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at, but you notice that I'm like having a harder time, uh, bef- uh than when I was explaining the interdimensional stuff. Like I, I seem to be, um, a little bit lost. Um, yeah. but uh, I, I I like, oh, but we can do this. This is fine. It should be fine. I, it's just what I did before, except right, we'll watch the the thing you just well, said. If you give me a moment to let uh, try and sort something out here, and, uh, and Nick, I think, has some other random components and stuff in his bag, and this is part of me trying to invoke Technobabble. Okay. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in which case, uh, once per run, explain something extremely technical with fun jargon and get one style or plus 2d6 to a roll. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so I think that's... Uh, yeah, uh, Nick going into his whole spiel about uh, setting up new limiters, and we uh, need a couple capacitors in there. There's something with the, the, the resistance uh, meters on these coils. If we really set something up differently like this, I believe we could actually reroute the power and have full control over the maximum potential that it can really put out. So that gives you, uh, was sorry, what, what did that uh, earn you? Uh, plus 2d6 to a roll. Plus 2d6 to a roll, there you go. I, I think as you're explaining it, like, that makes sense, and then I kind of realize... Uh, hey Nick, I think I'm gonna. I think you're gonna have to actually hook it up. I think it would be. I think it would just be uh, better. Uh, don't worry, I'll stand here. This is what I'm good at. I've, I I can definitely stand here, but I hook it in, and uh, I'll be ready to go. So I'm still giving you. So you're gonna make this roll for me. Instead, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Because because with that techno babble, it's like, oh, you went over my head. Like I I already struggled with the technical stuff, right? Like even though as uh, I had the logic and all that kind of thing, mm. but I'm realizing I can't even keep up with your techno babble. So uh, I think you should roll it. You're going to get an extra die from me from my armor, 
yeah. uh, that's like actually giving the actual power itself. Okay. Uh, yes. So I'll be rolling uh, so one, one die, one from the armor, and then the two from Technobabble, so 46? Or were we, was there also a hype on there? I feel like there might be one more roll coming, so if we mm. already have four, maybe that's good? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I will roll these 46 then. Oh, <laughs> there's a six. Three of the dice rolled in front of my laptop and one rolled behind. And it was a one, a two, and a three in front. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, As Nick is hooking up uh, Chester's armor, Angus looks over at Chester. Didn't you say you just hooked this up? Uh, yeah, 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 I... I... But I, I bungled it. I, I, I messed it up. I'm... Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, that makes sense. So, Nick, with your six, you are able to perfectly uh, grasp the concepts that Chester illustrated and, and add to it in your own way. And you were able to hook this thing up. Uh, and once again, you see that little light come on in the switch of the power bar. Uh, you see uh, the, the you hear the hiss of the speakers and the sound guy rushes to mute the channels. And once again... Uh, the band has power, and the organizer uh, looks to you. I don't know if, if Elliot, if you've even made contact with your band yet, but uh, uh, Michelle and Riku notice this and, and come over and are like, "Oh, do we? Are we good to go? Did you guys figure out a way to do this?" I think we're good to go. Yeah, we did it. I give the old thumbs up as I'm standing in front. I feel like I have to stand in front of the stage, so, so I'm like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you're like the, wired into yeah. the the rigging here, um, <laughs> which could present problems for you going forward." Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Michelle and Riku were like, "Well, okay, what are we waiting for?" That that organizer lady said they everyone else canceled, so I think it's I think we're up. All right. And they start scrambling to uh, to set up drum hardware and and patch everything in. Um, uh, but it doesn't take long. They're they're professionals, and you guys are ready to go. Um, what what do you say as you launch into this tune for, uh, un, unbeknownst to anyone but you, the third time? All right, Town Day. This next one's called uh, Supernova, and we owe it to a friend of ours. And uh, once again, she hits her sticks together four times. You guys launch into it. We hear the sweet sounds of Paula the Ape Woman. And uh, yeah, as you rolled that unequivocal success earlier uh sure enough before long uh you see a familiar shimmery shape uh moving towards the stage and it looks like your plan has gone off without a hitch you've you've attracted this thing's attention the song is going great everything's looking up for weird gravity but i i got two of those gm tokens and i'm gonna be damned if i don't spend both of them so i'm gonna introduce one last problem for you guys here as you're preparing to open the rift and send this thing back, you hear uh, a commotion from the back of the crowd. Everyone up front is paying attention. They're, they're enraptured <laughs> by the band. They're loving it. Um, but off in the distance, kind of up the up the fairway there, you see... Um, fairway? Up the midway there. Uh, mm-hmm. You see uh, you, there's, there's starting to be a commotion. People are, are scrambling uh, and moving out of the way. Um, there's, there's some yelling and some screaming. Um, and before long, you see the source of this which are several metallic-skinned figures wearing robes and carrying large spears, shouting and making their way for the crowd. And as they look over to you, their, uh, their eyes land on that same shimmering anomaly, and a look of recognition hits them. And the, uh, the one in front motions for the others to follow, and they start bearing down straight towards the stage. Mm-hmm.